We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've got new information about Kadarius Tony's knee injury, plus highlights and everything you need to know from Chiefs training camp day three up in St. Joe on today's KCS and update presented by DraftKings. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update with the stories, stats, headlines, and rumors people are talking about to get you caught up on all things regarding the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Rotating guests with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings, begins now. Welcome into today's KCSN Update. I am Tucker Franklin here getting you up to date on everything you need to know going on with your favorite football team, the Kansas City Chiefs, on day three of training camp up in St. Joe. Let's go ahead and kick it off. I'm not going to delay. I'm not going to wait any longer. Let's talk about the biggest news of the day, and that is the recent news that Canarius Tony had knee surgery to clean up his torn meniscus, a partially torn meniscus, but... Uh, a big enough injury for the Chiefs to say, hey, let's go ahead and get this cleaned up right now while we're in training camp. An injury he suffered just minutes into practice on the very first day for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you want the full timeline of everything that happened, I broke that down on yesterday's KCS and update video. You can go check that out uh, over here up in this corner. I'll throw a little card up there. You can go check that out if you want to learn a little bit more of the timeline of how everything happened with the report of Kadarius Tony. But let's get into the recent news as Andy Reid took to the podium to start off to kick off press conferences today. Here's what he had to say about Kadarius Tony's injury. Kadarius had surgery on his knee this morning for... Uh, cartilage and we, we should it should be relatively uh, quick as we go here um, he, he wanted to get that thing taken care of doesn't sound good but the athletics Nate Taylor was all over this story as he sent out a couple of tweets during the press conference kind of getting some clarity from Andy Reid on what actually went on with Kadarius Tony in that knee injury first tweet uh, Nate Taylor sends out is Andy Reid on Kadarius Tony's recovery timetable there's a chance he's available for the first game against the Lions we'll just see He's determined that he's going to be there. I'm pulling for him. And moments later, he sent out another tweet that reads, Andy Reid just shared that Kadarius Tony damaged the meniscus in his knee when he tried to change directions after catching a punt just minutes into Sunday's practice. Now, I know some people were a little bit upset that he got injured on special teams returning a punt, but this is a warm-up drill for them. They, the guys will go stretch, the linemen, the defense, the, 
the specialist, but a lot of the guys who return punts and have some special teams background will go back, catch some punts off the jugs machine. It's not like he was actually in a special teams drill. Just tweaked something, tweaked his knee during a, uh, a warm-up, which isn't good when you start to look up and down this Chiefs wide receiver room. Uh, a little nerve-wracking, you could say. But Kadarius Tony sent out a tweet of his own where he said, when you a warrior, none can stop you. Been fighting through old injuries, adversity, and obstacles all my life. I know God got me for show red heart emoji. So Kadarius Tony battling back through this injury. Very disappointing, I could, I'd say, uh, from my personal uh, perspective on this. Really want to see him take that jump, take that step forward, especially coming off a year where... Listen, the last taste we have of Kadarius Tony is a very sweet taste of Kadarius Tony scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl, also setting them up to score uh, a touchdown and taking the lead in the Super Bowl as well on special teams. A guy back there that the Chiefs were kind of hoping to rely on when it comes to the receiver room. You start to look around that room a bit. Cupboard's starting to look a bit bare on guys who have had production at the NFL level. Some guys are going to have to step up. That's no stranger, and obviously Patrick Mahomes gets the best out of his guys, but it'll be interesting to see as it already has been, that wide receiver room and how it develops. And there was a lot of guys that need to step up and a lot of guys that we did see step up in the absence of Kadarius Tony during the highlights of practice on day three. So let's go ahead and shift gears. Let's get into a better mood here as we look at the highlights from day three of Chiefs camp. First, I want to start off with this video. I got to camp early and I saw Justin Reed out here practicing his kicks, his field goals. You know that he had to come in a little bit handy last year for the Kansas City Chiefs team uh, when it comes to extra points. But good to see him working on that as well. Now, let's get into the actual plays, the actual practice as Sky Moore takes this direct snap here and uh, kind of does a fake handoff, a little uh, play action and runs it up the middle for himself. Not the first time that he we've seen him in the back. Backfield. I believe they did it a little bit last year at training camp, and they also did it a couple more times uh, today at, at training camp at practice as well. So just a wrinkle that teams are going to have to look for now with Sky Moore in the backfield. Going to be very interesting to see how the Chiefs do use Sky Moore, as I mentioned, with Kadarius Tony being sidelined for what it seems to be up until the first week of the season. And here's another Sky Moore rep, one of the reps that I'm very excited to see Sky Moore be used a whole lot in the red zone. This was during the red zone team session. You see his route, a uh, little double move. that's able to get himself open here. Now they are running this against, you know, coaches and on air, but good looking route from uh, uh, Sky Moore there. And he's able to haul in the pass from Patrick Mahomes. I want to see a whole lot more of that. Uh, from Sky more this year. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball. I think the defense had the best practice that I've seen so far in the three days that they, they've been out there at camp. It was really a defensive day as uh, Nick Jones intercepts Patrick Mahomes right here. Uh, good, good little, uh, good little pick by from Nick Jones to read the eyes of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick knew as soon as he threw it that uh, hey, that probably ball sh probably shouldn't have been thrown, but love to see the young guy get in there and get an interception. But Patrick Mahomes bounces back with this play right here and listen it wouldn't be a training camp highlight time if we weren't talking about Rasheed Rice catching a touchdown pass because listen that seems what he's been doing so far during these seven on seven periods during team sessions he's been able to get open and make these catches now again a great ball from Patrick Mahomes if you saw the pass yesterday uh, that Patrick Mahomes had to Rasheed Rice an absolute dot this is also another great pass but they're very high on Rasheed Rice's ability the high point balls to catch balls to uh, hit and his ball skills are just very high. Very excited to see what he can do and, and create. Maybe if he can create some more separation has more of those opportunities. And this is a play here too. this next one. 
Mahomes takes off. It looks like a designed run here uh, for Patrick Mahomes. It's fun, kind of a fun one to see, but ankle looking fine. Good to see it. I love it when Patrick Mahomes kind of takes off. Obviously, the lasting impression from last season will be his scramble when he, you know, was on a hurt leg, uh, one ankle and all. He he scrambled all the way down to kind of help seal the game for the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. A very fun one. Love to see some uh, Mahomes making some plays. Finally. One of the biggest storylines that came out of the season last year was Frank Clark helping George Karloftis and a lot of the young pass rushers uh, kind of take a step after practice, and they were working on a lot of things uh, after practice, uh, times where they didn't have to be on the field. They were still on the field. You get to see a little bit of uh, Trip McDuffie, Legereus Sneed. Now, Trip McDuffie's still a young guy, a guy in his second year, but he stepped up to the podium yesterday and said, hey, look, I know I've got to be that veteran. I've got to be able to teach these guys, and he's doing that with Nick Jones right here, him and Legereus Sneed, kind of teaching him the ropes a little bit, uh, doing some more drills after practice gets done to Stay sharp and and stay hone their skills a little bit. Love to see McDuffie and Sneed with the rookie Nick Jones on that one. All right, that's it for the training camp highlights. If you want to see those, head on over to our YouTube channel where we got a video breaking down everything that you just heard there, and you get to see the plays as well uh, on our YouTube channel where we are breaking down and giving the highlights for every single Chiefs practice. We're out there. We're covering it. We're on the we're on the beat for the for the training camp. Loved love this time of year. Love to be out there in St. Joe. Just kind of see the foundation being built for this Kansas City Chiefs team. And another wildly interesting uh, position group that we've been talking about a whole lot just keeps getting more interesting. It's the wide receiver group. I sit down with BJ Kissel. We talk wide receivers, kind of what's going to go down with the wide receivers, the season outlook, everything like that, especially with the news of the Kadarius Tony injury. So stick right here. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I'll be talking with BJ Kissel about this wide receiver room. You're listening to KCS and Update presented by DraftKings. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. 
Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back into KCSN Update presented by DraftKings. Tucker Franklin hanging out with BJ Kissel here on today's KCSN Update. We're talking wide receivers. BJ, it's been a minute uh, since you've uh, <laughs> since we've done this podcast together. I think the last time we did it, we were ranking the uh, the top moves that the Chiefs did in the offseason. How have you been? Yep. How are things going? Oh, you know, just bored. Not a lot going on with the old company. No, things are good, yeah. man. Uh, I got the golf tournament coming up this weekend. Excited for that. It's going to be a hot one. So I got a lot of water. Uh, I got to rent a truck uh, and a U-Haul to get all the water we're going to get over there. But uh, no, a lot of exciting things. We've got a lot to announce uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of new people joining us at KCSN, doing a lot of different things across all our different networks and shows and writers and producers and hosts and it's it's a good time it's it's exciting and uh getting ready for another uh run at it not just with the chiefs but with all our channels it's good it's uh it's exciting yeah very exciting i was talking we were kind of talking before we we started the podcast uh it's it almost feels like i'm wearing somebody else's ball glove right now you know with with you being in the other seat you know you're not supposed to do that but it but it feels it feels one of those situations that i caught caught and sleep them with your girlfriend or something like that, you know, <laughs> this is, this might be as good a time as any Tucker. We talked about this before about, yeah. you know, for me personally, like my roles kind of changing and, and evolving over time. And that uh, you've kind of taken over uh, a lot of the hosting of the KCS and updates and a lot of the things. And uh, as it relates to like the post game show this year, we've got a new host that's joining us. It's going to help us out yeah. uh, on the post game show with yourself and with Kent uh, excited to announce that uh, in the next couple of weeks. But you know, there's just, it's a good problem to have the, the, KCSN as a company and the foundation and everything just grew faster than I think a lot of us expected, uh, myself included. Uh, and I, there's too much work to be done behind the scenes. Uh, and yeah. I wasn't giving my full attention to the on the camera on camera stuff. And uh, I know something you wanted to do more of. And we've got some more great hosts that are joining us to kind of fill in some of those gaps. But uh, you won't see me hosting as many shows. I'll still be around hosting from here to there and, and filling in for people when needed, but a uh, lot less on camera. For me which is it's kind of nice i don't have to do the outline i don't have to worry about any of it i can just show up and you tell me what we want to talk about right i'm going to ask you the questions uh like like we're going to do today and obviously the big story coming out of training camp out of, out of day three is Kadarius tony's injury kind of a weird timeline that took place with this Kadarius tony injury you talk about his in getting hurt on like a jugs machine punt return which i remember i was standing right there watching it and i didn't really think anything of it when he was when he was returning that punt and then he Andy Reid says he just tweaks his knee and then it comes out where Travis Kelsey steps up to the podium and it sounds a little bit more serious than it really was. But uh, BJ, I'm curious what your thoughts are kind of as the evolution of the story happened uh, on on Kadarius Tony's injury. Yeah, I think I'm not surprised when Andy Reid says like I tweaked his knee. Um, Sometimes he does. If you look back over time, he said that when guys like tore their ACL. Like right. it, it's just, he tweaked his knee, he did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, so I don't look into too much of him. Oh, he's, it sounded like it's not too serious. Cause you know, that it could be more serious. We don't know, um, you know, when he's going to be back, but I agree with the sentiment. And I saw some things going around on social media about, you know, some comments that Nate Taylor, a uh, friend of the program, friend of KCSN yeah. had said regarding, you know, when do the chiefs really need Kadarius Tony to be healthy? Uh, is it imperative that he's ready week one? Uh, to go against the Lions for the Chiefs to win that game? No. We need Kadarius Toney to be acclimated to this offense as more than a package player weapon, um, that he's got more than you know his 
10 to 12 plays uh, or whatever I'm guessing that he had last year is coming in the middle of the season. Couldn't learn the entire offense. They needed him to be a more complete receiver. We saw the comments from Brett Veach saying that we expected him to be a number one receiver for us this year, which we all kind of took in different ways. Um, Same thing with like the Justin Ross talk. Um, But yeah, I think it's what you didn't want to see, especially the third day of camp. Um, the, the one thing that we were all kind of worried about is can this guy stay healthy? And Tucker, you and I were having the conversation. And my biggest worry, and I, I was one of the guys saying they should get DeAndre Hopkins as I wasn't comfortable with that wide receiver room. Yeah. And at the same time, understand that Patrick Mahomes is going to make everybody around him better. And you can put him out there with six UDFAs. And as long as they know the offense and where to be, I think Patrick Mahomes is good enough to win games with anybody out there. So I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth a little bit. But the one thing that I think is missing from this whole conversation as it relates to even the most optimistic of chiefs fans in the wide receiver room is how many guys are you expecting to play and have the best year of their career in order for this room to be as good as we need them to be to win another super bowl. And yes, we can have all the bragging rights and we can talk about, we want all these games. We're not winning a lot of these games by three touchdowns. The margin of error is very, very small in these games and I was already a little bit worried about it. And Kadarius Tony gets banged up. And again, we're looking at guys like, are we expecting more out of Marquez Valdez-Scantling in order for the Chiefs to succeed? How much more are we expecting from Sky Moore? A lot. How much right. more are we expecting from a guy like Justin Ross? Everything. Richie James, counting on him to have a huge career and making the, the thought of, you know, he was playing the Giants. Now he's with Mahomes. He's going to have more yards. He's going to have this. It's a lot of just conjecture it's just a lot of kind of guessing and hoping that they're going to be best and it's okay if you do that for one or two guys but when you do it for every dude in that room all of a sudden you're like hey half of these things aren't going to happen and when that happens what's left and is that enough and i think that's the discussion it's a really interesting situation that i became become very apprehensive about ken swanson and and the group dms was kind of freaking out about it day one when Kadarius go figure Ken Swanson was freaking out about it. But as kind of the situation evolved, I I started thinking, uh, you know, I don't think I trust Patrick Mahomes, right? I I do. And I don't think that we should put this whole thing on Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, right. Uh, That's why you tune into KCS and update from my hot takes of I trust Patrick Mahomes. But I don't think that you should push the limit so far. They push, to be honest, they pushed that limit pretty far last year. He won an AFC championship game on a hurt ankle in MVS and uh, Marcus Kemp, I'm pretty sure, was the other wide receiver out there. They really pushed that boundary and they're seemingly like they're pushing it again. Yes, without Tyreek Hill. And they're pushing it again in an area that I really don't think they need to keep pushing it, right? Like DeAndre Hopkins would have been a very nice ad. Now I do think that I don't think the Chiefs were getting to the money that DeAndre Hopkins got. Yeah. I think that, and that I wouldn't was, have, I wouldn't have given him that money either. Right. So yes. I, I I agree with the way that it played out. Same thing with Odell. Like yeah. you have a number, you stick to it, or however the thing went down. Um, I'm assuming Chiefs. There's reports that they're interested. They never dissuaded that. So interest means they had a number. And they weren't willing to go off that number. And that's one thing that you got to give the Chiefs credit for. They're not going to be prisoners of the moment and feel like they have to do these things. They have a better idea of what they have in that room than we do. They've got a better idea of Andy Reid's going to know if Sky Moore can step out there and perform before Sky Moore actually goes out there and performs. That happens in practice and and understanding the offense and in the meeting rooms and the, the checks and the calls. And when they're sitting in a meeting room, it's like, what do you do against this defense? What do you do in this situation? Sky Moore is further along and can answer those questions. They'll feel comfortable about that. 
and we don't have the luxury of having that information. So we just talk about what we see or what we know. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly comfortable with the room, which is why again, wanted Deandre Hopkins to come in. I just don't like the, to reiterate the last point, I just don't like that. We're expecting and assuming and needing all six guys to be better than they've been before or to take a step forward in order to feel like we have enough firepower there. And we're putting so much on Travis Kelsey to stay healthy. Right. That it's we're way too over leveraged uh, in any particular area, unless all of a sudden a Richie James, who Bobby Stroop on social media has been promoting so much that he's going to go out there and have 1100 yards. And they're like, we knew this was going to happen. And it'll be revisionist history. Like, well, we kind of knew he was going to be good. Yeah. No, we didn't think it was going to be that. But we're asking a lot for all those guys to be better and for it Patrick is. Mahomes to be that much better. And that's that's what I think, too, is I think a lot of times when we talk about the wide receiver room, uh, people will take offense to it like, oh, you don't think Patrick Mahomes can make these guys better? Yeah, I do think Patrick Mahomes can make these guys better. But if you're relying on him to make these guys better, that's what that's the kind of rub that I have where you're forcing him to be kind of superhuman all the time. Um, if you could make it easier on Patrick Mahomes, I think that would be ideal. That's what you want to do. And I, I think the state of this wide receiver room, BJ, when you start to kind of look at it, already it was thin, but the Kadarius Tony injury, you start looking at it and you're like, oh, boy uh sky is gonna have to have a really good year and you kind of talked about it already of expecting these guys to have have so many jumps but the but with the Kadarius tony i think it's interesting when you talk about the roster comp comp composition is what i wanted to say the right comp word um what do you think that they do because they're not going to put him on season ending ir right now i, I guess they could yeah. Could, I think they can put him on pup for a little bit, but then he has to be on the active roster by the time the season rolls around, then to place him on IR for like the three or four weeks. This would need I, a beat I, writer to come in. I used to know these yeah. rules, and I should have looked this up beforehand, but I don't think he can be put on pup if he started practicing, which sucks. Oh, that's I thought true. about that, that he got hurt at the very beginning. If you start camp on pup, and you don't come off, you can come off whenever. That's but right. if you don't start on Pup, and the second he walked out on that field, then got hurt. If they put him on Pup now, he's done for the year. And so I think they can put him on IR, and then he misses like the first six games or whatever I think he has is. to make the active roster, though, first. So he has the to make the active act roster. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to be one of those, he makes the active roster week one, somebody gets cut that nobody sees coming, then he gets placed on IR, yeah. <laughs> and then they bring that guy back, and everyone's like, okay, that all makes sense. Um, yeah. that's happened in the past where it's like, how did that guy get cut? And everybody's freaking out. And then 24 hours later, he signed back because they had to wait to, to bring him off and yeah. Getting hurt on your, like one of the first reps of the first day or oh whatever it was, um, bad for a lot of different things. But when it comes to like cut down and who do you cut and risk losing to the waiver wire, then it becomes a strategic thing for Brett Veach and his staff. Like who can we cut that we plan on bringing back that we don't think is going to get scooped up by somebody else. And right. so they've got their work cut out for them to, to go through those scenarios too. That is a tough one. Uh, BJ, before we hit the break, I want to ask you kind of, I've seen some uh, public opinion that has not been favorable of Kadarius Tony getting hurt on a punt return. Um, people were upset, but on the jugs machine punt return, like why, why is he doing that? Why is he out there? And then I like to give context to it of like McCall Harbin's not there. They got to have a security blanket type returner for that. But uh, what are your thoughts on on him going back and returning punts? Now it was it happened at the beginning of the practice on the jugs machine during the stretching and everything. But does that add a little bit more of like okay, well I guess it's fine then to, for you. I mean, am I upset that he got hurt doing something he shouldn't have been doing? Is that the original? No, yeah. they're they're 
you got to run a practice. Your athletes have to go out there and practice. There's a chance he's going to punt. He's going to go back there and punt. You know, just put him in bubble wrap. Or what's the point of even practicing? What's the point of even getting ready for the season if you're so worried about people getting hurt? Um, it just sucks because it was the biggest worry about him all year. And it was like that, oh, yeah, I told you so kind mm-hmm. of thing for the people that said he couldn't stay healthy. I'm sure the Giants fans are are having a field day with it. Every time he tweets, he doesn't turn his uh, replies on, which is probably a great idea for a guy who mm-hmm. doesn't really handle that very well. Um, I'm not surprised by that. It does it does stink. I was really looking for looking forward to seeing Kadarius Tony at training camp because he's one of those guys when he's on the field, he's special, he's electric. Yeah. Um, the two plays that he made in the Super Bowl to set the Chiefs up to take the lead and and score the touchdown on Corn Dog. You mean the, the punt first. return? Yeah, the punt return. Right. <laughs> the so what are we talking about here? The best the, punt return in Super Bowl history. Somebody called yeah. it that once. It's the biggest punt return in Super Bowl history. What other punt returns would there be? I, somebody's going to let me know in the comments. I guarantee I it. Yeah. There's going to be like a Dallas Cowboys play from the 90s. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. And nobody paid attention to. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think that that there is some there's some optimism that he can return by week one. So maybe us talking about him hitting the IR is, is a little premature. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to that at all uh, if they just start him off the season on the IR and just say, you know what? Get healthy. Uh, we don't. We don't really care. We don't need you for the Lions or the Bears. Uh, week three. I can't remember who week three is, but week four is the Jets. I think he'll be able to be back by week four um, against the New York Jets in prime time. So uh, that could be a, a really interesting matchup there. So um, yeah, maybe starting him on the IR is the best case scenario, even if he is quote unquote cleared or healthy uh, by week one. Yeah, and I think most people are. I just looking at meniscus surgery. It's anywhere between, you know. Google yeah, will right. give you a lot of different options. Anywhere between <laughs> one month and seven years. Um, no, it's saying you go back to work in one to two weeks, but it's going to be four to six mm-hmm. weeks before you're completely healthy. So four yeah. weeks from right now, puts them at the end of August. Six weeks is right at week one. Um, sit him out the first probably two games just to be careful. And rec- regardless of what he says at that time, you don't want to rush him back and then have him be even more injured. Um, but again, you're playing that Thursday night game, then you've got the long extra time before mm-hmm. your second game. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the first couple of games, not going to freak out about it. Um, I think the Chiefs can win, obviously, without him. Um, but it's really going to take, again, to go back to it, it's going to take everybody being better than we've seen before. Not that they can't do it, not that we put it past this coaching staff or this team to develop these guys. And they're young players who should get better. Sky Moore should get better. Yeah. Uh, Richie James has looked good so far. And based on what people are saying, very excited about him. Um, but I guess that's why they go out there and play. It's going to be fun. It and plus be. I love that everybody's doubting him. Like I, I love it. I Canary's Tony gets hurt. Everybody starts dogging on the Chiefs. Justin Herbert gets paid. Everybody's talking <laughs> about Justin Herbert and this is his year. I'm like, this is all good things uh, for the Chiefs. So I know it's annoying, but think about how our quarterback feeds off of that energy and then don't get upset next time you hear it because it's a good thing for us because of how yep. 15 reacts to it. I love it. Uh, I got a question to ask you, BJ, on the other side of this break. We're going to kind of switch gears to the Chris Jones saga that's going on, but we'll be right back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Out with the uh, the the Podfather of KC Sports Network, uh, BJ Kissel here on KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings. Um, BJ, one of the biggest stories, obviously, we already talked about the wide receiver room, but Chris Jones not reporting to training camp. A question that I've kind of been asking and pondering myself. I've brought it up in group chats, just kind of uh, messing around with the idea. Uh, there was a report that came out, I think, courtesy of Nate Taylor, that said that Chris Jones' camp is reportedly wanting $30 million a year after the uh, number from Quentin Williams came out. Uh, Aaron Donald, obviously, is is the highest paid at $31 million a year at the defensive tackle position. Uh, I guess, first, thoughts on him wanting that number. Do you feel comfortable with that number? Yeah, I think all players are underpaid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'd pay them all what they what they get. I'd, I think it'd be I'd be surprised if it came out that Chris Jones was asking for just a tiny bit more than right. what Quinnen Williams is going to get. He's going to want to be closer to Aaron Donald for sure. What's going to happen if they do meet in the middle and I expect the deal to get done, they're going to compromise. They're going to meet in the middle somewhere at some point. He's going to get tired of getting fined 50 grand a day for not oh being gosh. there. And it's the only leverage he has is not to show up and for people to ask coach questions. And then for them to get closer to the season where he's got to get the time to get his body ready to go and acclimated. He can work, do all the workouts, you can do all the workouts you want on your own. It's not the same as being out there with your teammates, having guys lean on you from different angles and different pressure points and all those kinds of things. You need to be out there with your teammates to, to be ready for what's he wants to be a defensive player of the year. Um, I don't think he needs to be there for the entire camp to do that. I think he should use all the leverage he has. We know teams do. They use the franchise yeah. tag. They use every bit of leverage they have to get what they want. This is negotiating. We've seen this happen over the years with multiple players um, when their when their time has come for a deal. So um, I hope he gets paid. I hope he gets every dollar that he deserves uh, and that he's worth. He's earned it. These guys work their entire lives to try and stay healthy and be ready and healthy in the moment to get paid. And Chris literally and his agents uh, played it perfectly. He's healthy and in line to get a life-changing deal for generations of his family to come. And he needs to to do what's best for not just himself, but he's thinking about his grandkids, his great grandkids yeah. at this point with with the kind of money that they're talking about. So, yes, I'm not surprised that he has, he's asking for Aaron Donald. I'm actually a little surprised he's not asking for more for right. an agent. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to reset the market. It's been a couple of years. He graded out better than Aaron Donald last year mm-hmm. in a lot of the advanced categories. So it's not out out of the realm of possibilities that he could get that kind of money or is that kind of player. But I don't think any Chiefs fan can look at this defense and and consider us a, a favorite to go win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones on this team. I do, right. you just can't. He is certainly irreplaceable when it comes to his position. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about, well, you want to sign a a top wide receiver and allocate that money elsewhere. Maybe uh, whatever the wide receiver does probably isn't going to be the same uh, impact as what a Chris Jones does at his position. Um, and yeah. I think that's an interesting way way to look at it with Chris Jones. But uh, I, I remember I but was you, uh, go ahead. 
sorry. The other thing, and we've talked, I've talked about this before um, in the past. You also want to send a message to the rest of the guys in the locker room, the young guys, the Turk Wartons, yeah. um, all the, the guys that kind of grew up in this system that you you're here, you bust your ass, you have success, you go win championships, and then you get taken care of here. If they don't pay Chris Jones and then they pay DeAndre Hopkins, a mercenary from the outside to come in and, it's a bad message sending inside that locker room. And there's not an organization that's better at that than Andy Reed, Brett Veach and everybody involved. They know those types of things. They know how to send the right messages to the guys, take care of the right guys. And what we're seeing right now with him not being there is simple negotiation. It happened with mm-hmm. Jamal Charles happened with Eric Berry. It happened with Justin Houston. It happens with every player who's going in to get, to become the first, second, third highest paid player at his position these kinds of things happen. So, yeah. And I think a lot of that negotiation comes into the fact where you see the Adam Schefter tweet come out the day before training camp where he says that the sides are far apart. Um, that's a negotiation tactic. It's all like politics at this point, right? Positioning um, and trying to sway public opinion to get on your side. I know some people were taking, I was kind of taken aback by just like the phrasing of far apart in that regard because everything that we've heard up until that point Granted, everything we heard was from the Chiefs at that point. Uh, yeah. Was there? It's almost done. We're almost there. We're almost there. And then to hear from the agent or uh, from Adam Schefter that they're far apart was one of those. Far apart is oh. relative, for sure. It could mean a lot of different things. <laughs> I'm curious what the what the far apart meant. My first thought was guaranteed money. Um, probably is what the hang up is there, and it could be years too on the contract because mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many. I don't think he's. He might get a four-year deal, but I mean, I'm not sure. I, I could, I could see it going, shaking out a whole lot of different ways um, for that contract to be because the guaranteed money obviously is going to be very important for Chris Jones, as you mentioned, like the life-changing uh, nature of that contract. And this is would be his third contract um, in mm-hmm. the NFL. A lot of guys don't get two, so I mean, it's uh, it's going to yeah. be kind of a kind of a big deal in that holdout. Uh, I know a lot of people suspected him to hold in because of the $50,000 fine but by not being there uh, because teams can't waive it anymore. I read that in the new, in the CBA when I read it the other day, um, teams can't <laughs> waive that anymore when they, when they send their extension. So it's a very interesting situation that I, I personally hope gets resolved soon and hopefully it'll be resolved by the time they put pads on. Yeah. Far apart could be incentives. It could be yeah. how much of a bonus does he get for being the defensive player of the year for going to the playoffs for uh, making all pro making pro bowl or, you know, does his family get a suite at Arrowhead on game day? Um, right. What kind of like, do they get a hotel room on at the team hotel on the road? Like there's all kinds of things that get negotiated into a contract where like the guaranteed, all that stuff could be figured out. And then they have this long list of like the extra stuff that they haven't gone through yet. And like, that's where the agent may be like, we're not even close. Cause this stuff really matters to the player. We got the money figured out, but now we got all these other, like it, yeah. it could mean a lot of different things. And I have no idea. I just, I know that Chris loves being in Kansas city and he absolutely mm-hmm. loves chiefs kingdom and the organization absolutely loves him. And right now they're just trying to make sure that um, they don't over, they don't put themselves in a position where they can't compete for championships every year. Um, and you do that by negotiating, you know, just hand somebody a blank check and say, we'll give you whatever you, whatever you want. I think Chris Jones has the court of public opinion right now. I think he is, I think he's in favor of the, the, the public opinion is, is in his favor because it seems like everything that I see on Twitter, on the Twitter streets, uh, I just see people saying the Chiefs just need to get this done already. But uh, BJ, there was a question I uh, posed to you and kind of want to wrap up with this question. Um, 
and that I've kind of been thinking about with the, with uh, Chris Jones wanting thirty million dollars a year. Do you think it's uh, financially responsible for the long term uh, to spend thirty thousand dollars, thirty million dollars on a position like defensive tackle, where I understand that Chris Jones is a very valuable for his position, but a position traditionally not as valued by the market when a, a, a skill position like wide receiver has been, uh, kind of, I don't want to say neglected. I think neglected is too harsh of a word, but it doesn't have the top talent that you would expect this team offense to have. It's a great question. And I'm going to answer it in like nine ways. That's probably going to be like on the fence and not answering it at all. <laughs> if we're being honest, it, you need to establish now individually for yourself, what you consider living up to this deal. And if that's a certain amount of games played, if that's a certain amount of production, if that's a defensive player of the year or an all pro, or is it simply the chiefs went and won super bowls and I'm sensitive to it because of Frank Clark is a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, you look at his production during the regular season, like this guy didn't deserve that contract. He gets paid that money to go perform in the playoffs where he is the third most sacks in NFL history for the postseason and helped him win a couple of different super bowls. So right. if the chiefs pay him $30 million a year and he, it's hurt only plays nine games in a season, but is there for the playoffs and goes off in the playoffs. They win two Super Bowls over the next four years, and he only has 15 sacks over the four years because he was injured. Was it worth it? Some people would say yes, some people will say no, and it's right. going to be a debate. So I think everybody just needs to establish right now what you consider living up to that deal. And for me, it's always going to be team success. Uh, if the team went out there and won a Super Bowl as a fan, you could sit back and be like, you know what? This group, you can say whatever you want about what they could have, should have, would have. This group together went and got it done. Yeah. You remove any of those variables. You can't tell me that that would have happened if we would have inserted such and such. If you would have drafted LJ Collier instead of paying Frank Clark that money, mm -hmm. Chiefs might not have won that Super Bowl. You can't tell me any differently because the only thing that we know for sure, for sure is that they won with him on that field. I think it'll be the same thing with Chris Jones. If they give him that deal, it's a four-year deal. And the Chiefs win two Super Bowls over that time. I don't care what his production is, as long as he was on the field, <laughs> right? And the for uh, to make an impact to help him win those games, uh, then I think it will have been worth it. But I understand that there are some that are going to need him to play out of his mind, and there are some that you talk about that kind of money. And I'll again giving the other side of it because I always talk all sides. I don't know if it's ever financially responsible outside of quarterback to make any individual player the second or even third mm. highest paid at his position. Yep. You could always make the case that the value you can get, the total value you can get in draft pick compensation for a trade, plus the, the equity of being able to pay multiple good players as opposed to one superstar, you basically buy your, you're hedging your bets on if one player gets hurt, well, you got four others to create the value for it. I could always make the case that it's better to spread it around and use the draft picks than to go all in on one player because we see it so often that teams goes and spends a ton of money, brings in a guy, he gets hurt, doesn't quite work out, and then they're talking about when can we cut him. Yeah. <laughs> like three years into that deal, we got to get rid of him. We save all this money. Yeah. We saw it with Eric. We saw it with Justin. You saw it with Tom. It happens with all these big deals you give out. Now it's happening with the Chargers and all the big deals they gave away a couple of years ago. And Justin Herbert gets this big deal, and they're still over – got to figure out 40 million in dead cap with Khalil mm -hmm. Mack and Mike Williams and freaking JC Jackson's contract. So um, I, I will always side on the, from an organization's point, you always got to know 
outside of Mahomes, what you could get if you trade a player. What kind of value are you getting? I think you could always make the case that you could get better by trading. But in this particular case, I think that would be a bad move. Um, they need to lock up Chris, give him whatever he wants and let him go out there and wreck. Cause you've got this window right now with Chris over the next three years to win a couple more and you need him to do it. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Jones has proven to be incredibly valuable at that position at the defensive tackle position. There's not a lot of guys out there. Uh, there's not a guy out there last year that was better than him. Um, according to PFF. Uh, so I, I I totally agree with you. It's a very interesting question. I don't want to pat myself on the back too much with this one, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of that question uh, because it's been something I've been thinking about and I've brought it up to, to many people just because I want to know people's thoughts and because it's I guess it's a roster building philosophy, right? It's it's how you yeah, it's view... more of a philo- philosophical question than it is about Chris. Right. Exactly. Um, yes. And um, I've always been the one that's like you can get a lot more value by trading him than you can by overpaying one guy except in the very few circumstances. And Chris, this is the perfect circumstance because he's right in the middle of your defense. He's a game wrecker right up over the center. He can move outside, do different things. You can't replicate that. You can't scheme that kind of impact up to have a guy that's just going to go and beat people. And Chris's presence is what made me excited about what Omenahu can do in this defense. I've said it, you and I talked about it before. I think his ability to move laterally with some of those stunts and twists and going from B gap to backside B and like going back and forth and all that stuff with Chris getting all the attention, the double teams, a minute who's going to wreak havoc. And he can't do that unless he has a player like Chris getting a lot of that attention up front. They've had a lot of fun off defensive line configurations already in training camp. Hmm. And then I just keep thinking, Wow, that'd be cool if they had Chris Jones in here. Let's just to see how, how they do it with Chris Jones. Because they've got Mike Dana running a lot, actually, on the interior. Uh, they had a three-down line set when it was Ominihue, Carl Loftus on the outside with uh, Dana in the middle and, like, the nose guard. And it seemed, uh, seemed a little interesting. They run a little 3-3-5, a little nickel-type defense. Uh, I think it was... Third and 18. Yeah, it was it was one of those, like, situational-type uh, practice sets. But, uh, BJ, appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate you talking some wide receivers, some Chris Jones with me before... Uh, training camp really gets going when the pads come on. You got any final thoughts before I let you go? Uh, if you would like to win a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size helmet, you can go to the description of this show and find link to our give butter page. And we're selling raffle tickets to raise money for the KCSN foundation. We'll raffle those off at our golf tournament this weekend. You do not have to be at the golf tournament to win any of those items. We also have a Dante hall Jersey and Nick Bolton signed mini helmet, a Christian Okoye signed football, uh, a KCSN bourbon pack. We've got all kinds of cool stuff. I'm really excited for the golf tournament and shout out Christian Gumminger for the yeah. work that he's done yep. to help set up the golf tournament. He's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes this year and getting that tournament set and ready to go um, and helping us raise some money for the foundation so we can continue to do some more cool stuff uh, with people in the community. But excited about that. Again, excited to announce some of the stuff that we have coming up, some of the new hires and the people mm-hmm. that are joining us this season at KCSN should be a good time. And again, we, we just thank you so much, everybody out there that's listening and supporting what we've been doing, uh, especially diehards and day ones that have been with us from the beginning. Um, Never. We, I was texting with Craig when we started recording is how cool all of this is. Uh, And we still kind of feel that way. So uh, we have a long ways to go. A lot of things that we still need to get better at as a company, but uh, we appreciate everybody for, for joining the ride and we'll continue to, to talk chiefs and KC sports. Perfect note to end on. If you want to know a little bit more what we do about the foundation, go to our YouTube page. We have a KCSM Foundation video there that gives you a little bit of a glimpse of uh, the programs. I believe there's five different programs 
uh, that we yep. do with the KCSM Foundation, one for every season, and then a couple we sprinkle in. Sprinkle in. Um, so it's a it's a really good video. Brought tears to my eyes when I watched it for the first time. Uh, just to yeah. see it. So stuff is yeah. cool. Yeah. You, you for like I said, you're trying to make a tangible impact from a digital company. It's one thing to sit back and look at numbers and views and downloads and social engagements and all this yep. stuff. Um, but to steal, you know, a line from Coach Reed, something that he says often publicly and privately, like what's real? He uses the word mm -hmm. real a lot. Uh, focus on the things that are real and going and working with the kids for Operation Breakthrough and delivering the, the meals to feed it forward. Um the book drive, all the different things that we do, like that stuff is real and it's a, it's a powerful impact. And, um, there are a handful of people joining us and have joined us and supported us and been a part of what we're doing that are a part of what we're doing because of what we're doing in the foundation, not all the other stuff. Yeah. And so it's the thing that I'm most proud of with what we've done is that it's been more than just talking chiefs and, and creating content that we're using the platform to try and give back and do some good stuff. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of KCSN Update. Really appreciate you guys listening all the way till the end. Make sure to uh, leave a five-star rating or review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Really appreciate you guys sticking all the way to the end. I will be back tomorrow with another episode of KCSN Update, getting you caught up on everything you need to know with Chiefs training camp. And hopefully we have some, uh, some positive injury news. We'd love some positive injury news to get you guys caught up on tomorrow. So until then, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. <laughs>